This is the Troll Patrol. Live. With Justin. Freaking. Yeah, I feel like my graphics fucked up really bad there. It seemed like that last 30 seconds went by awfully fast. It was it was really blowing my mind. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Wednesday. I might be overloading the system now. I'm getting all fancy with these graphics. I just keep throwing more and more at it. <laughs> it might not be able to handle it. Anyway, we had a wild night last night. Yes, Green Dally. We are actually going to pull up one of the links that the dude sent last night in the chat. That's what we're going to start off with tonight. Because it's amazing that the video, the hour-long video that he wanted me to watch made my point, not his point. As I thought it would. But, like, I encourage you, right-wingers, please step up, give us a call, hop in the Discord. I love it. I just hope you guys in the chat didn't get a little annoyed. Like, I probably should have ended that an hour early. I'm not aware. I'm not aware of when this shit quits becoming fun. No, 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 not the same one he kept sending over and over again. That was like Antifa at the at the Capitol on January the sixth. No, no, not that video. The other video. But if if that shit ever quits being fun for the chat. Just let me know, like, hey, Justin, you should wrap it up. Huzzah and hello. But you got like, if I should have wrapped that up an hour, hour and a half before I did last night, you guys should have been like, Whoop. and I totally would have done it. As I said, I'm like a masochist. I, I wanted more of it. I think I made some dandy points, especially when I got on to the you know, the cops not being allowed to kill people in the streets. I think that should be something we should all agree on. Anyway, on to tonight's show. Governor Greg Abbott says that Biden is lying about voting rights. Yes, yes, we need a safe word for the chat. Or you guys just pull it out. And I'm like, all right, we will bail on this phone call right now. This dude is not adding anything to the conversation. And, and we're not getting off on it anymore. You know, like if we're making fun of a dumb fuck and we're getting off on it, I'm all about it. I want a circle jerk in the chat over idiots. That's that's good content. I'm going to tell you about the surprise tax refund that could be hitting your account. The right is freaking out over a trans actress because of course they are. All they have is culture war bullshit to talk about. They don't have anything of substance. Plus, we have a video of a golf ball being struck by lightning. And that is going to be super fun. We're going to end tonight's show with a koala getting belly scratches, though. I promise to you, the palate cleanser tonight is a koala getting belly scratches. So stick around for that gonna be a bummy ride until we get there though this was this was the philosophy tube video that the dude sent to me to try to prove that antifa is violent now i want you to to notice 
Philosophy Tube makes the argument that uh, Antifa's been lied about. Not only are there a lot of honest misconceptions about Antifa out there, there are some downright lies going around as well. Like the Andy NGO. Las Vegas mass shooting of October 2017, various right-wing pundits lied that Mr. Paddock, the murderer, had Antifa literature in his room, whatever that means. Following the Texas mass shooting of November 2017, people again lied that Mr. Kelly... The so I do not know why a video that outlines the lies about Antifa was presented to me as evidence that Antifa is violent. And I do want to clarify that I was not arguing that Antifa is not violent. One of the central tenets of Antifa is that they are willing to meet fascists head-on with violence if necessary. So at no time was I arguing that they're not opposed to violence, such as Andy and Gio getting punched in his fucking little Weasley face. Andy, no, I know, I know. I, I'm saying it wrong on purpose this time. Usually, I try to get people's names right. This time, I am legitimately mispronouncing his name just for fucking shits and giggles. <laughs> Governor Greg Abbott in Texas gave a little speech about Joe Biden earlier today hear what he's got to say. You might remember, President Biden called me a Neanderthal for opening Texas 100% and no masks. It turned out he was wrong. It turns out COVID is surging all over the goddamn country. Talk about being wrong. After that opening, Texas COVID numbers improved substantially. Well, now President Biden is calling Texas names again. This time, he's chastising us for making it easy to vote, but hard to cheat. And once again, President Biden ignores the facts. We, we have never had a problem, well, not never, in, in the modern era of our politics. Our voting system has not been riddled with uh, voter fraud. It has, however, had multiple states try to disenfranchise voters. That's what we've had a problem with in this country. The fact is that Texas is passing a law that expands, not reduces, the hours of early voting. That's more than many states, including President Biden's home state of Delaware, which has zero hours of early voting. The te- limits mail-in. Limits drop boxes. Texas law also helps to prevent mail-in ballot fraud in Texas. That is an issue that both Republicans and Democrats agree on. It will uphold the integrity of our elections and ensure that Texans who do qualify to vote by mail will have the ability to do so. President Biden and the Democrats must stop the misinformation. Texas... A Republican talking about others promoting misinformation is preposterous to me. Let me tell you something, Governor Abbott.
I am not concerned with your claims of fraud. There was no fraud in this past election. It's virtually non-existent in this country. You are wanting to put up as many barriers as you can for people voting. And it disproportionately affects poor people. Now, I was asked earlier today about why I would be against voter ID. And the reason being is it basically amounts to a poll tax. And with surgical precision, it strikes poor people and predominantly minorities. The Republicans are wanting to pass laws with surgical precision that target just a minute amount of people that are likely to vote Democrat. It could be enough to swing whole elections. That's why they're doing it. And they are counting on people not noticing. Because most people do have an ID. Most people do have to show an ID to go to the airport to buy alcohol. But I give the example, I voted without an ID in the last election. Why? I work from home. My ID expired during the pandemic. I don't have a car. Why should I not be able to walk up and show my voter registration? That makes no sense whatsoever. And that's why it disproportionately affects poor people. Especially in areas like mine where they shut down DMVs. With the express purpose of trying to disenfranchise voters of certain populations. Oh yeah, let's not even mention his criminal attorney general who was indicted five fucking years ago. Is very simply making it easier to vote and harder to cheat. That was very simply bullshit. Let's hear from the vice president of the Texas Public Policy Foundation on this issue. I believe they were on Fox News. This is Chuck DeVore. And Vice President of the Texas Public Policy Foundation, Chuck DeVore, joins me. Chuck DeVore. How are you doing? Well, good. Hit us with it, Chucky. Well, after staying up pretty late on Saturday night to testify before the Texas House on the same bill. And, and, you know, that's that's what I want to get to. So the Democrats in Texas, they're being touted as um, brave. Um, really, can you explain what is so brave about them doing this when it seems to be just a waste of taxpayers? I'm touting Fox News as propaganda. Well, the, the constitutional rules in the state of Texas require a two-thirds majority to conduct business in the House. Uh, And that's really, uh, you know, a check to make sure that you don't have a majority, you know, pull a fast one and and try to do something while uh, a minority is out of town. When you leave in the middle of a special session and you leave over an issue like election integrity, specifically uh, ID for mail-in ballots, which is supported by 81 percent. Now, now, once again, when the Democrats are trying to push election integrity at the federal level... It's a power grab because there's no Republicans signing on to it. But when the Republicans try to go at it alone at the state level, 
Suspiciously, it's the Democrats blocking, you know, election integrity. Of Texans. It's not hard to understand why, by a two-to-one margin, Texans disapprove of the Democrats leaving town on a private jet with a case of beer. I know it seems a little ridiculous, but, um, you know, this is the second time they've done this in the matter of months um, to try and stop the Republicans from getting this passed. Do you think this is ever going to happen? They love wasting taxpayer money. It's happening. As long as it's going to their cronies in private industries. I'm so sick of everything. Everything in our fucking government. It is just private industry funneling taxpayer money into their coffers. Every fucking thing. And that's the Biden administration included. Those neoliberal fucks. And like, I, I find it incredibly suspicious that all of a sudden we have activity that seems very CIA-like in, in Haiti and in Cuba once we welcome the neolibs back into office. doing their job by a two-to-one margin. They, what the fuck is wrong with a case of beer? They overwhelmingly support these measures. 81% of all Texans support ID for mail-in ballots. That includes all Democrats. I'm guessing if they went on a, like, that's a, like a charter bus or some shit. If they went on, like, a private plane. thinks that it's common sense. I'm assuming they paid for it themselves. ...for fraud to have voters write their driver's license number or their state ID number or the last four of their social security number on their mail-in ballot. Rather- I want to know, let me ask you a question. Let me ask any of these fucking Republican assholes that are pushing this bullshit. Voter fraud is non-existent in this country. Why are you wanting to push laws for a problem that doesn't exist? Explain that to me. And you can't tell me that, like, oh, the voters have fucking concerns after the last election. No, the Republicans planted those concerns in the voters' heads. It's all bullshit. Rather than having a subjective signature match, which just doesn't cut it these days. And so that's what this is all about. What the people who escaped and went to Washington, D.C. want to do is they want to have California standards, not only for Texas, but for the whole country. This no, but what he's implying there, what he's implying there is that a whole bunch of illegal people voted. Because California standards, that is a common talking point among right-wingers. Like, whoa, a whole, like millions of uh, undocumented immigrants voted in the election. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. I'm calling bullshit. You have no fucking evidence of that. Washington, D.C. that would ban uh, a voter ID. It would ban the proper maintenance of election lists, voter lists for the elections. It would uh, require a massive increase. Let me tell you, they love purging those voter rolls. And the reason why is because they inadvertently purge people off of the rolls. So then when you go in to vote, you're actually eligible to vote some dead person with the same name as you, another Justin Mullins that died last year, got purged from the rolls as well as you. So then you go in and you can't cast your ballot. And when we're talking about elections that are on razor-thin margins, that makes a difference. That's why they love doing this shit. Increase of mail-in balloting all across the country. And these are things that are not supported by Texans and, frankly, not supported by a majority of Americans. And one last thing. By leaving and going to Washington, D.C. and not doing their job, 
The Democrats are avoiding voting on a $5 billion property tax relief package for Texans that pay some of the nation's highest property taxes. And so I think that's also going to be very unpopular. There's going to be a lot coming out of this, too. We're going to stay tuned with this. Um, Chuck DeVore, thanks so much. Wait a minute. Texas pays some of the highest property taxes? I thought it was this fucking conservative utopia that everybody was fleeing California for. What in the hell? If I could be this in one person's eyeball, I would be, I would give anything. I would give everything I fucking own to piss in Dan Crenshaw's open eye hole. Now, does that count? Because there's technically not an eyeball there. And you, you specifically said in one person's eyeball. That would not be pissing in an eyeball. That would be pissing in an open eye socket. And boy, would I give anything to do that. That is my one wish in this world. I tr- whenever, whenever Dan Crenshaw says something stupid, I go out of my way to talk about it just so I can hit that one. Maybe we need something with Lauren Boebert. Apparently, Lauren Boebert has gone off on the socialist AOC for lying about her. This is from Dinesh D'Souza's Rumble. I wonder what she says that had to be posted on Rumble. Hey everyone, recently in a Twitter exchange, socialist Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez says that Republicans like me are dismantling America's safety nets. No, honey, the only one who's- By the the way, apparently there was a, uh, do I have it here? Apparently this tweet is real and it's from like 2019. I couldn't verify it myself, but it's gone around in the circles and people are like, oh my God, this is real. I'm living the American dream. I came up from welfare, standing in line, waiting for government cheese, to now running for Congress. Now, I I don't think Bobert is old enough to have experienced government fucking cheese. I think that's a thing from back in like the fucking 60s and 70s. I may be wrong. Maybe they still produce government fucking cheese. I thought they called it Velveeta and sold it for seven or eight fucking dollars a lump now. Let's keep radical socialists out of government so that people can be empowered to lift themselves up out of poverty rather than wait on government after she lived the American dream coming up on welfare standing in line for government cheese. I'm pretty sure she's younger than I am. These people have no fucking idea what they're talking about. After, after she said, we don't want your government support, which was, I played the clip the other day. It was from CPAC and she is like shaking her ass on stage. She thinks she is goddamn Shania Twain or some shit. And AOC was mocking her like, yeah, you go girl. Tell people you're going to take away their, their safety net benefits to dismantle America's safety net is you with your $93 trillion Green New Deal. There are people who actually need this and because of the inflation you're going to cause, they won't be able to have that. Our country is not great because of our welfare system. It's not great because of stimulus checks or government handouts. It is our freedom that makes America the greatest country in the world. I- what fucking freedom, ma'am? 
Like we rank some twenty something or in the teens on the on the fucking freedom index. Get that, and I'll continue to fight every day to preserve that freedom. Sadly, AOC and the left want to strip that freedom and replace it with big, overreaching, tyrannical government. Listen, Sandy Castro or Cortez. Sandy Castro with cradle to grave handouts. I think that sounds like hell and government crumbs will never be enough to satisfy the human desire for true liberty. Do you know who agrees with me? Oh, and this freedom index is kind of hard to read here. What's what's the rank? That's what I wanted to know cuz we rank like in the in the team Not in the top 10. We are 15th on the Freedom Index. Obert. It's our freedom that makes us great. The people of Cuba who are risking their lives right now to stand up to the communist dictatorship and say we refuse to be under government oppression. We choose freedom. From Cuba to Hong Kong, they are waving the American flag because that flag represents liberty and justice for all, all across the world. I want to make sure it stays that way. I, God damn it. I wish there was a single right winger that could do more than speak in bumper stickers. I like that flag because it stands for liberty. Take that, libtards. Huh? What you got to say? I win the argument. USA! USA! I got a gun on my hip. AOC, she would like to see us fly. Oh, by the, by the way, uh, it's a misnomer that her restaurant... Took PPP loans. I might. I think I even said that on the stream the other day. Apparently, it was a restaurant that has a name a lot like hers in Ohio. It wasn't actually her restaurant that took PPP loans, but she literally admitted to being on welfare as a child. Hammer and sickle. I'll always choose freedom over a government-controlled welfare system, and I stand by my statement that I made on the stage at CPAC. Free thinkers, liberty-loving Americans don't want handouts. We want to be innovative. We are rugged individuals, and we can do better taking care of ourselves than government ever could. We don't want a welfare state. We don't want the federal government knocking on our doors, pushing the Fauci ouchie. We want them to leave us the hell alone. Listen, y'all. I have trended three times over the last several days, including hashtag Lauren Bobert is a monster and other lies saying that I took PPP loans. Uh, which Lauren Bobert is a dumb fuck. Rag CNN confirmed leftists are lying about me. So they'll continue to lie, continue to attack me. I even have seven, eight, nine. I mean, it's not it like fucking, it was an honest mistake. And I'm sure that CNN has corrected the story. If they reported it or if one of their commentators said it on air, it was an honest mistake, just like I pointed out why it was an honest mistake. I didn't know you were going to even say that.
But I wanted to correct the record because I like being factual, unlike dumb fuck Republicans. This is an incredibly good shot. We gotta. I'm saving that one. All right. Democrats who are opposing me for this congressional seat. They have raised nearly $2 million to run against me. So right now, I need your help. I need you to go to laurenforfreedom.com. Oh, this is a fundraising video. Me in this fight today. God bless you and God bless the. And like, oh my God, right after she asked for money, she's like, God bless you. Could these people be any more transparent? Fucking shit. But I think people do enjoy getting money from the government. And I think several people are in for a nice little surprise this week. I would be surprised if the IRS just gave me my refund. But it looks like they're also slipping some people a little extra in with their refunds. The IRS is paying out $4 million in surprise tax refunds this week. Millions of Americans still reeling financially from the COVID crisis are being sent surprise tax refunds this week, the IRS says. Unexpected direct deposits and paper checks are going out to people whose tax bills were reduced after they'd already paid them under a provision in President Joe Biden's massive pandemic rescue bill. Also, the child tax credits have started. A windfall from the IRS might be just the cash infusion you need to help deal with expenses or pay down debt. Here's a look at whether you might be getting some cash back from the IRS. As employers cut back on hours or shut down due to COVID-19 last year, millions of Americans lost their jobs and filed for unemployment, including some who might still be looking for work. Normally, unemployment checks are taxed the same way as any other income, but Biden's pandemic relief package allowed those who claimed jobless benefits in 2020 to exclude big chunks of the money from their taxes, up to 10 grand for individuals, 20 grand for couples. By the time the president signed the bill in mid-March, many people had already filed and paid their taxes. If your income, uh, if your income was below 150 grand last year and you collected unemployment, you may have overpaid what you thought you owed in taxes and find a surprise refund in your bank account or mailbox. So there you go. I wish everybody a very happy surprise IRS. It looks like that is for people who were studious and paid their taxes early and collected unemployment benefits last year. So I'm just still waiting for like my actual tax return. (laughs) Because I I waited until the last minute this year, which is something I usually don't do. It's not like I'm getting much anyway. Like, it'd just be nice to have, Forgetfulness you know, is a persistent failure to... It'd just be nice to have, like, the extra hundred bucks. Like, thank you, IRS. Bill's court rules dealers can sell handguns to 18-year-olds. 
A federal law that for more than 50 years has banned licensed firearms dealers from selling handguns to young adults between the age of 18 and 21 is unconstitutional, a federal appeals court ruled on Tuesday. So yay! If you're in Tennessee, you're an 18-year-old, you can open carry without a fucking permit at 18 in a bar. Freedom, motherfuckers. That's freedom. If the bar lets you in, I guess technically the bar might not let you in because you're not 21. There are some places. If, if 50% of their sales come from food, they can let in the 18-year-old. You know what I did last summer? What did I, what did I, fuck, it was the pandemic. I fucking sat here and jacked off in my apartment all last summer. Isn't that what everybody did last summer? A two-to-one opinion, the 4th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in Richmond overturned a lower court ruling upholding the law. (laughs) Judge Julius Richardson, a Trump appointee, wrote that the right to bear arms is a cherished constitutional right that vests at age 18. Crack, I, I have not seen crack cocaine in years. Uh, I, well, I was offered some coke the other night. I hooked up with a Gen Xer. They were doing some blow, and I'm like, that's such a Gen X thing to be doing. I haven't seen crack in fucking years. We refuse to relegate either the Second Amendment or 18 to 20-year-olds to a second-class status. It's unclear whether the ruling would have an immediate impact. A different appeals court, the Fifth Circuit, ruled in an opposite manner on the same issue several years ago. So this is probably heading to the Supreme Court next year. You smoke pot once? Oh my god! I would, I would never encourage anybody to smoke pot. Especially, especially not just once. If you're going to smoke it, smoke it many, many times. So yeah, this looks like this is a matter for the Supreme Court. Hey, Creed Dally, I'm glad you're still in here. We're going to hear, we're going to, we're going to get a blast from the past. Are you ready to hear what George W. Bush has to say about his fuck up? W crawled out of his hole. Apparently not making paintings anymore. He thinks it's a shame we're pulling out of Afghanistan. Oh yeah, I knew you'd be into the bush. Insight on what we have just heard from former President George W. Bush about the U.S. exit from Afghanistan. Let's listen. Sadly, uh, I'm afraid Afghan women and girls are going to suffer unspeakable harm. Is it a mistake? Hey, sir, Afghan women and girls suffered unspeakable harm when the U.S. invaded. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, we shouldn't take foreign policy advice from George W. fucking Bush. The withdrawal. I, you know, I think it is, yeah. I think because I think the consequences are going to be unbelievably bad. 
And uh, I'm sad. And we, I spend a, Laura and I spend a lot of time. The consequences of your actions are unbelievably bad. Yes. I think about all the interpreters and people that help not only U.S. troops, but NATO troops. And they're just, it seems like they're just going to be left behind to be slaughtered by these very brutal people. And uh, it breaks my heart. All right, we, we know that his, his fears about Afghan women and Af- he certainly isn't... It, it breaks his heart! He broke the country! He's the... Re- like, we are fixing the thing you fucked up 20 years ago! Not quite 20 years ago. We're a few months off. We're, we're like three months, four months off? 20 years ago, exactly, you fucked up that country. Significant voice in this is the person who... Yes, 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 yes. We were having a discussion last night. My position, my position when it comes to foreign policy is the United States should mind its own goddamn business. No matter what the question is, my position on foreign policy is the United States should mind its own goddamn business. By the way, he's not alone. I, I've been sure. speaking over the last couple of weeks to, 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 to current military officials in the Pentagon uh, and former folks who served in senior... Of course he's not alone. I bet all his fucking buddies that have investments about the future of Afghanistan. in arms companies, in defense contractors, George Bush is not in oil companies, definitely think it's a bad idea to leave because they're making bukus of money off of it. Fuck them. Fuck their opinions. U.S. used to have there about 5,000. The Pentagon set a floor of sort of three to 5,000 uh, just to provide some counterterror capability, but also to give the Afghan forces some confidence, right? I mean, th- that's the finger in the dam idea. You take the finger out of the dam, the dam breaks. The fear is that where you are now, the dam will break for the, for the Taliban, and you, you can see them marching across the country. And I have to tell you about... Uh, sir, 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 to, to expand on your analogy... You only put a finger in there if someone expressly tells you they want a finger in there. Otherwise, it's rape. The Afghanis never said they wanted our finger in their asshole. So getting upset that we're pulling our fingers out of their asshole now, 20 years later, is obscuring the point. Been to Afghanistan a couple dozen times, and every time I went, I went to girls' schools because that was the number one thing Afghan people would talk about as a positive development post-U.S. invasion. Was the, the fucking Gitmo? Taliban brutally shut that down. They've still got like 50, 60 people, I think, detainees. They might have it down to 40 or 30 now. Who finally got a chance? I like Bush. Fear for them, right? Because at a minimum, they're and they're just like in in limbo far end, because we know what the Taliban is capable of, they'll attack these people. Okay, that's a a shame. That's a shame. It's not our goddamn problem. I mean, it, it is our problem to the extent that we're the ones that fucked up the country. We shouldn't just leave them high and dry, but we can't occupy their fucking country any longer. It's been 20 goddamn years. What are we gonna do? You wanna make Afghanistan a state? I don't, I don't, what's your solution? Just go over there and push them around with their guns 
Well, that, that hasn't worked. That, there are a lot of people that that literally is their policy position. Bomb more. But those people are invested in companies that make bombs. So it's understandable that they want to bomb more. We shouldn't listen to those people. Fuck those people. The moonwalk is always diplomatic. <laughs> you hit some people with a moonwalk and you're like... You guys remember Jenna Ellis? Apparently, she is throwing a hissy fit and she's leaving the Republican Party in one of the latest episodes of As the World Copes. Backing Trump's unfounded claims of election fraud while also expressing that... This is on Newsmax. ...more cash battling Democrats than challenging election... I'm not high enough for this shit. Um, all right. Now, wait a second. He could have just been watching all the fake news that was saying, hey, this thing is over, this thing is over. It's time I don't. I don't remember what her position was. I think she was special advisor or something. I think she's a lawyer, and she was with Rudy Giuliani as they brought some of those fucking lawsuits. Uh, is that a possibility that he was duped like a lot of other people? Well, he's the chief counsel for the RNC, so never high enough. Then he should resign just for being stupid. But no, he absolutely knew what was going on, and I put out those emails. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Battling Democrats than challenging. So, 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 they're talking about this dude in the RNC. They're saying that, like, they're backing Trump's unfounded claims of election fraud. A true statement. While also expressing that the organization raised more cash battling Democrats than challenging election results. The dude at the RNC is saying you need to move on because this is a lost fucking cause. Election. So, Jenna Ellis is uh, responding. All right. Now, wait a second. He could have just been... She's on Trump's side. ...that was saying, hey, this thing is over, this thing is over. It's time to give up. Uh, is that a possibility that he was duped like a lot of other people? Duped! Well, he's the chief counsel for the RNC, so if he's duped, then he should resign just... He's the chief counsel for the RNC. He knows the claims are bullshit. That there was no fraud, Jenna. Stupid, but no, he absolutely knew what was going on, and I put out those emails tonight. On- God, ah. do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? Yes, yes, Rudy. On my show, on Just the Truth, so those are now out in the public domain. Uh, they were apparently from his actual RNC account. And listen, Justin Reimer has every, uh, you know, he's entitled to his opinion, but what he's not entitled to is to not support Trump but then the organization that he works for go out and say that they are supporting Trump when they're actively undermining Trump. That's the lie here. And then for the RNC spokesperson to say that this story was false just because Michael Wolff, of course he's not you know, really that credible. We all know that. I'm not endorsing you know, all of his projects or anything, but this particular... But okay, as I pointed out last night, this is the third book that Michael Wolff has written about Donald Trump. Since Donald Trump took office, each time Donald Trump has attacked Michael Wolff as being a liar, and each time Donald Trump goes back and talks to Michael Wolff as if they're best fucking friends. 
Taylor's story was correct, this excerpt, and the RNC and Ronna McDaniel and Justin Reimer knew it, but the RNC spokesperson still denied it as yeah. false. That's the problem. So, Jenna, why would you want to stay in the Republican Party? You, uh, doesn't sound like you uh, have a home there, and I heard... I was just passed a note that you might have an announcement uh, to make regarding your... Dun, 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 dun. Yes, well, I also announced today that I am leaving the Republican Party until the Republican Party comes back home to conservatives. I will stand up and champion truth, conservative principles, our Declaration of Independence as America's charter, and the U.S. Constitution, but I will not stand and abide by a party that says... So she is leaving the Republican Party... For those stated reasons, despite the fact that, you know, General Mattis said that Trump was a threat to the Constitution, despite the fact that we all saw Trump attack the Constitution, these motherfuckers want to talk about this symbology. They don't actually believe in any of it. This bitch has never read the Constitution. I'm sorry for calling her a bitch if that's sexist or something. But fuck her, she's never read the Constitution. Is that we have to support everything that comes under the banner of R, even though it's not conservative. For Rana, for example, to tweet um, in affirmation of Pride Month for this whole infrastructure bill, for what Mitch McConnell said. Are, I saw something that said Divin Dots was making a comeback. I didn't know they left are not conserving our principles of liberty and justice for all. They're not conserving our Constitution. So I'm not going to stand by and support a party that doesn't support my values. And if every single... Good! First of all, I am for what she is doing. I am for the whole Trump effect. Like, I've been very worried about the 2022 election, but now all this is starting to metastasize. I... I honestly think the more Trump talks, the better it is for Democrats going into 2022. And that not only are Republicans going to face even nuttier challenges from their right that's going to sink all of them, or I mean at least some of them, I... Trump is a motivating factor for the Democrats because the more... Trump is in the zeitgeist of the citizenry. The the better Democratic candidates do, and that's because the neoliberal candidates actually don't have a platform to run on. So being anti-Trump is actually a motivating factor for their voters. I mean, otherwise, what are they going to do? Go up there and say they're Republican light, and that just doesn't sell who's a true conservative, demands of the Republican Party, you actually have to be conservative, otherwise we're not giving to you. The RNC is money dependent. It's dependent on donors and fundraising. The only way that they are able to get away with these lies and not actually representing us in Washington is because the people haven't stood up and said enough is enough. I am. I'm saying enough is enough. I'm and it's time for a change. Jenna Ellis. Wow. Uh, we appreciate wow. and appreciate your, uh, your effort. That motherfucker like, thinks he has a shot with her, doesn't he? in your work uh we'll check out just the truth on real america's voice network and uh you'll be back on newsmax soon all the best and thanks a lot you just watched newsmax tv america's fastest growing cable news channel now in more than 70 million homes she's got dead eyes i don't like i don't i kind of scary I'm all for it, though. Let Jenna Ellis leave the Republican Party.
Meanwhile, uh, COVID-19 cases are surging in almost every U.S. state. This is coming to us from the New York Post. If the New York Post is writing this, it's a far-right rag. If they're saying it, you know there's an issue. The number of daily new COVID-19 infections has shot up almost 50% in the United States amid the spread of the highly contagious Delta variant with rises even recorded in states with high vaccination rates. The U.S. on Tuesday recorded an average of 19,000 new cases per day over the last seven days, up 47% from the previous week. And you guys, we've already covered this. If it's going up now like this, That means we're going to get the true number of what's really happening today about three weeks from now. So it's actually worse. Deaths from the pandemic have continued to dip nationwide, down about 25% to an average of 154 during the most recent seven-day period, down from 205 the prior week. New COVID hospitalization or new COVID hospital admissions, however, have climbed, and we are seeing it in younger people now. We are seeing it in children. The seven-day average for the week ending Sunday was 2,507, up from 1996 over the prior seven-day period. Wow. Well, I I am worried about the UK because you guys are coming up like, what, five or six days away from like all restrictions being lifted? Oh, yeah, he, he did indeed call the Boogaloo Boys a far-left movement. And di- yeah, 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 yeah. But like, I already, we played the uh, video earlier from the Philosophy Tube. Fucking Abigail... Even says that, like, fascists lie about Antifa. What a dildo! I, Warlord, I don't even know how Boris is still your prime minister. Then, like, that motherfucker has been, like, the longest serving prime minister now for a while. Because, like, Theresa May was only in there for a couple years. Maybe maybe a what's his name that was before Theresa May was in there. But it it seems like labor is even worse and even more corrupt than the Democratic Party here. And that's that's hard to believe. Then oh oh what's his name that was after uh uh Tony Blair Fucking Gordon Brown. That dude was fucking... And then who came after that? That was the dude that had the... Had the spot until Theresa May. And then she... And then she walked out on the stage! And then she walked right... <laughs> I'm foreign affairs is like the thing I am least educated in, but I know like a little bit. I can't... But I'm... I am... David Cameron! Yes, David Cameron. He didn't seem that bad. He seemed like the best kind of neo-lib you could get. But it could just be like he was personable, coming after Gordon Brown. (laughs) 
He was just like a, a, a the human embodiment of suck. I think there was a there was a video on YouTube, something about like always a frown with Gordon Brown or some shit. I, I still wake up in the middle of the night singing that song in my head sometimes. Because I'm weird like that. Okay, crazy story out of Tennessee. I haven't really got the lowdown on it. Hopefully, there's a video we can watch. Let's get the let's get the update. Uh, Tennessee state officials apparently fired their vaccination expert because it, that's exactly what you want to do at this specific time period. <laughs> Breaking tonight, Tennessee has fired its top immunization official. Dr. Michelle Fiscus, the medical director of the vaccine program at the Tennessee Department of Health, says she was fired in retaliation for trying to let teenagers choose whether to be vaccinated. Now, Fiscus sent a statement to our newsroom explaining a memo she sent vaccine providers back in May after the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine was approved for 12 to 15 year olds. She wanted clarification on the legality of vaccinating minors since according to the Tennessee Supreme Court case law, minors 14 to 17 were able to receive medical care with parental consent. Fiscus says a recipient of that memo got upset and that later that month she was asked to appear before a committee. They cancel cultured her. Emma was quote a bit of prodding or encouraging to vaccinate children without parental consent. In her statement, Dr. Fiscus also criticizes state leaders who she says put their heads in the sand and denied the existence of COVID-19. She goes on to say here, quote, I am ashamed of them. I'm afraid for my state. I am angry for the amazing people of the town. Hey, where are all the right wingers that are constantly like, you can't cancel culture, the doctors, blah, 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 blah. Big tech is censoring people. Here's a good case of it. Why don't you amplify this message? who've been mistreated by an uneducated public and leaders who have only their own interests in mind, unquote. Now, we reached out to the Tennessee Department of Health for a statement, and they told us, quote, we cannot comment on HR or personnel matters. So I, this is going to be a story to watch out for. Like, why would you fire your head vaccination official during a vaccine push unless you were just trying to act against the best interest of the public. And I don't know, maybe on the best interest of business. People of Tennessee are going to pay a price, she said. I think we're all paying a price for the incompetence in our government. Now this... New spike in COVID is coming as many states have already pulled benefits and as we're getting ready to run out of benefits in the rest of the country. That comes in September. The eviction moratorium ends at the end of this month. Woman files lawsuit over Oklahoma's decision to end the extra federal pandemic unemployment benefits. A legal battle is brewing over Governor Kevin Stitt's decision to end the extra federal pandemic unemployment benefits in Oklahoma. I don't know why any state would do that. That's free fucking money. Federal fucking money. Into your local economy. I, I, it, it, it bewilders me why any fucking official would make that decision. 
Woman in Tulsa filed a lawsuit saying she had to quit her job because of COVID-19 concerns and can't afford her expenses now without those additional federal benefits. She needs the money desperately, attorney Brendan McHugh said. It's not easy for her to just go find another job. She's got physical limitations and not having that extra $300 is just devastating for her. It's devastating for the economy. I have said it over and over again. Giving poor people money is always a good thing because they spend it. I do not understand why people are against bolstering welfare programs, bolstering unemployment insurance. It's a good thing. I think, I think every single American should get food stamps because I don't want to see anybody go hungry. But I'll tell you exactly what it is. Our government is bought and paid for by business interests. And if, if you have people that have some modicum of comfort, then they might start their own business instead of working and slaving away for you. And then they become competition. It is my contention that a strong social safety net leads to more freedom and actually makes capitalism work better. Because if, if you're going to live in a capitalist society, I don't see how you can play Monopoly without everybody getting their $200 when they pass go, without everybody starting off at like a certain level of like... In Monopoly, you get your you get your like your two five hundred dollar bills. You get your two one hundred dollar bills. You get what five twenties. You get your your minimum basic living standard. Always get to go directly to jail is exactly what our system has turned into. Especially because we penalize and criminalize poverty. McHugh told KOCO the woman is suing to force the state to restart those unemployment benefits until Washington, D.C. decides to end them, not Oklahoma. Stitt said in November it was time to stop those extra benefits and announced a cash incentive program for going back to work. McHugh said he thinks some people on unemployment have been portrayed unfairly, and that's the fucking truth. Legal argument in the lawsuit says the uh, the governor didn't have the power under state law to end these benefits that were put in place by the federal government. Unfortunately, it's not state law that applies there. The fucking legislators wrote it into the, the legislation. The states had the power to opt out of the programs. Baffling. Now, at one point in time, Bernie was actually talking about getting the IRS to set up a way to give people those payments through the federal system. I have not seen any follow-up of if that went anywhere. Apparently, it didn't. This is not the only state lawsuit to try to restart the unemployment benefits. Speaking of employment... This is my freaking news this morning. I do encourage you guys to check it out if you like my content. The freaking news. Little one minute news clip of a morning set to a song that makes a little jokey joke. We all quit 
Burger King workers leave now viral message on store sign. Here is the picture. I think it's a thing of beauty. We all quit. Sorry for the inconvenience. Oh, do we have video? Several Burger King workers in Lincoln have walked off the job, claiming staff shortages and mistreatment. The sign they put up has gone viral. In fact, it's making national news. It's a story we first brought you this weekend, and Channel H's Giles Pembroke has a follow-up. Ex-Burger King workers at the 59th and Havelock location did not expect this sign to get such buzz after they quit on Saturday. Well, sorry, bitches. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, like, I didn't know it was actually going to be females on screen. I just meant in general, bitches. Sorry, bitches. You're going to have to go somewhere else to get your long chicken sandwiches. Chicken fries. I don't eat out a lot. I don't know what that. You can get your Whopper somewhere else. No. <laughs> Not no. at all. Like, because like I said, it was a, it was a genuine apology to... The customers and then the we all quit was just a laugh to upper management. Rachel Flores was general manager and said the Please don't unsub, please. I've been very misogynistic tonight. That's something I've been accused of many times throughout my career. I'm sorry, I try. She ended up in the hospital for dehydration. She claims her boss reacted saying she was being a baby. One of the reasons Rachel was such a great GM is she wasn't gonna ask anybody to do something that she wouldn't do. She's gonna always do like if it even if it's the most disgusting thing in the world, she was going to go do it if nobody else can go do it. Working there, it drug me down to a dark place, and I had no energy for my kids, and it just... Hey, 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 hey. You know you can unsub, because you just resubbed, like, back in March. I know this shit. You got, you got a little pissed at me a few months ago. I haven't dealt with in a long time, so... I just want somewhere where I'm comfortable and happy and, you know, their employees care for them. Kylie Johnson says about eight workers followed Flores because they saw how hard she worked and how upper management treated her. And the fact that they wouldn't even, they, you know, like I'm used to the crew members not being heard, you know, but then like assistant managers and shift leads and the GM, like, you're supposed to listen to your people, you know? You're supposed to try to make no, it do we, Not in capitalism. Like, is this your first day in the U.S.? God damn. I came here to talk to some of the workers and found that the lobby is closed for business. I went through the drive-thru and a worker told me he couldn't answer any of my questions and walked off. Now, when I called to speak with a man... Uh, ma'am, ma'am, why are you going up and accosting the poor Burger King employee that they probably got from the Burger King across town that is just completely overworked? Don't fucking harass him because he really can't talk to you. It's a fucking evil-ass corporation. <laughs> you know this, ma'am. I don't know. Maybe not. I should be... I should be... Um, Forgiving of reporters because goddamn, they're like this girl is probably fresh out of college and doesn't know much of anything. <laughs> Getting sent out to all these fucking places, but don't don't accost the poor Burger King worker. <laughs> it, it might be like a manager from another store or something, like the night shift manager that they know they can depend on. They pulled him from across fucking town to go into where he is just trying to get shit accomplished. Probably all by himself in there, keeping the fucking store going. And then the local news is like, "Hey, can you comment for me from my from a vote?" Don't do that, please. Don't do that. She said no comment and ordered me to stop calling. Report. <laughs>
break for Nebraska's trusted news source. We also reached out to Burger King's corporate offices. They did not to give us a response. Yeah, well, the, the, the corporate, you knew for a fact the people at the BK were not going to be able to give you a response. Corporate was who you needed to reach out to. And I'm amazed corporate didn't give them some, some sort of response. That's a perfect opportunity in a national story like this to actually say something. Whoever's in, whoever's in BK's PR team that dropped the ball on that, hey, do, what the fuck? You should have said something to the local news source. Because I would have just, I would have just played it. You, you, you missed out. Fire your PR team. Hire me. I'll do it for like you know enough money. I'll do anything for a little while for enough money. I probably won't do it for very long, though. Just saying. I am really, really bad about telling employers to go fuck themselves. I have some spectacular ways that I've quit. I will tell those stories eventually. Now, yesterday, Cornell West quit his job at Harvard. So... Very interesting. At least he tweeted it out yesterday. Or day before yesterday. I'm sorry. I'm I, I'm all... It was on July 12th. He tweeted it out. The letter is dated June 30th. So that must have been when he submitted it. This is candid letter of resignation to the Harvard Dean. I've not read this yet. Um, Motherfucker. Save the image so I will be able to zoom into it. Would have been nice to have Cornell West saying this because he's a fantastic speaker. I hope and pray you and your family are well. This summer is a scorcher. Here is my brief and candid letter of resignation. Wow, what an intro. That's an intention gather right there. How sad it is to see our beloved Harvard Divinity School in such decline and decay. This totally sounds like Cornell West. The disarray of a scattered curriculum. The disenchantment of talented yet deferential faculty. And the disorientation of precious, uh, precious student looms, God, precious students loom large. When I arrived four years ago with a salary less than what I had received 15 years earlier, and with no tenure status after being a university professor at Harvard and Princeton, I hoped and prayed I could still end my career with some semblance of intellectual intensity and personal respect. How wrong I was! With a few glorious and glaring exceptions, the shadow of Jim Crow was cast in its new glittering form expressed in the language of superficial diversity. All of my courses were uh, some, uh, some, 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 uh, subsumed, subsumed, did I say that right? Subsumed. Subsume. I would assume that's what the past version. Subsume. Yes, yes, okay. 
I didn't look at the fucking definition. Include or absorb. Subsumed under Afro-American religious studies, including those on existentialism, American democracy, and the conduct of life. No possible summer salary alongside the lowest increase possible every year. Yet I delivered two uh, convocation addresses and one commencement speech in four years. I was promised a year sabbatical, but could only take one semester in practice. And to witness a faculty enthusiastically support a candidate for tenure, then timidly defer to a rejection based on the Harvard administration's hostility to the Palestinian cause was disgusting. Hell yeah. We all knew the mendacious reasons given had nothing to do with academic standards. When my committee recommended a tenure review, also rejected by the Harvard administration, I knew my academic achievements and student teaching meant far less than their political prejudices. Even my good friends in the Afro-American and African Studies Department were paralyzed given their close relations to the administration. After teaching extra courses, including five courses in one year, this silence continued. When the announcement of the death of my beloved mother appeared in the regular newsletter, I received two public replies, just as that of my colleague Dr. Jacqueline Ogle Clark Rivers, who received none when her blessed mother died, and any ordinary announcement about a lecture, award, or professional advancement receives about 20 replies. I don't know what he's talking about there. That seems a little petty. This kind of narcissistic academic professionalism, a cowardly deference to the anti-Palestinian prejudices of the Harvard administration, and the indifference to my mother's death constitute an intellectual and spiritual bankruptcy of deep deaths. Now that does illustrate the point that they're not really a family and that they are more consumed with... uh, uh, personal accolades in their professional endeavors. In my case, a serious commitment to Veritas requires resignation and precious memories, but absolutely no regrets. It's a fucking hell of a letter. And uh, it totally makes sense that Harvard is beset with those kind of inequalities what do you expect when it's one of the most entrenched white people old money institutions in the country not shocking alright so there's always these stupid ass right wingers that bring up well where's BLM when the white people get shot and I like I always point out that you know usually there was BLM protesters protesting for the white people that got shot this is another example of it Al Sharpton and Ben Crump are taking the case of a white teen killed by police we watched this video uh, a couple weeks ago maybe maybe a month ago I have no concept of time it was the other day but the kid had like a bottle of antifreeze in his hand. I think he was 17. I might be off on how old he was, but he had a bottle of antifreeze in his hand and he was having uh, car troubles. 
his car or his truck. He had a truck, and the truck was uh, it couldn't stop. He had to, to put a block behind it to stop it from going backwards. So when the cop pulled up on him, he gets out to go put the block under the tire. The cop gets out and shoots him dead. Life matters. Two weeks ago, 17-year-old Hunter Britton was alive. But now family and friends say goodbye for the final time. Then we have to make sure that it's not swept under the rug. Right. And we have to help give a voice to them, just like we gave a voice to George Floyd's family. The teen was killed on an early June morning by a now-fired Lone Oak County Sheriff deputy during a traffic stop. Policing in America is sick. That's a fact. And I'm a former police officer. Devin Jacob and Benjamin Crump will represent the Britton family, just as they did George Floyd's family. And the, the illness shows itself with different symptoms, and sometimes those symptoms are racism. But other times the symptoms that we need to treat are when a deputy is fired for not turning on his body camera instead of fired for shooting an unarmed 17-year-old. They say policing needs to become a profession, not just a boys and girls club. What was the point I was making? That's that's the question. I was on a roll too. As you guys could probably tell, I was screaming. It was a classic freak daddy rant. I was going. Oh, anyway. Clearly, it is not an offense for a cop to shoot a citizen. That's what we have seen over and over again. That's why this motherfucker was fired for not sh- turning on his body cam as opposed to actually shooting somebody dead. In the city I'm sitting in right now, there is a cop still getting paid with my fucking tax dollars. He has been convicted of murder. Still getting paid. Why, hello. And you are our friends. Civil rights activist Reverend Al Sharpton said they don't just come when an unarmed black person is killed, but when anyone, no matter what color, is killed by police unjustly. The issue of policing is not about black and white. It's about right and wrong. And this, I'll, I, like, I'll always take the opportunity to point out more white people are killed by the police than black people. It's just you know it's racist when you fucking do it per capita and it's like way more as a percentage of black people. But I don't, I don't understand why white people think it's just a black people problem getting shot by police. Now your odds of getting sh- shot by police, your odds of interacting with police go up when you're a minority. That's a fucking fact. But I don't, I don't under, more white people are killed every year by police than black people. Get fucking pissed about it. This is a violation of the constitution. I do know that the purpose of having body cameras is not to turn them on after you shoot. I know that the purpose of having cops is not to shoot and kill citizens. Time to turn on the body camera and show us what you were shooting about. Some criticized the activists for showing up only for publicity. 
I am going to BB to get publicity. Pig thugs, if you will. I will. I totally will. The funeral was followed by a rally for Hunter at the Lone Oak Sheriff's Department where we heard from some of Hunter's friends for the first Because this poor kid deserved help from the police. We didn't like him or had a problem with him. He's going to be missed. The Jacksonville, Arkansas NAACP said it's time for people of all color to come together against police brutality instead of differences preventing the country from solving the problem. But no, people just want to suck cop cock for some reason. Police violence. And remember, remember last night I brought it up. I wanted to do it. I wanted, if you guys have never heard me do the spill, I will do it sometime. I don't, I don't think I've ever done the full thing on the show. I actually need to prepare. I'll, I'll put that together. But like, I have like all, all the articles to lay out all the fucking evidence that the police are 100% corrupt. All of them. All cops. I was, I was gonna fucking do it last night off the fucking top of my head. It's about a 20 minute spill. And, and like, dude didn't want to hear it. Like, he said he was a reasonable person. And I am, I am certain if you support the cops, then you have not had an interaction with the police to know what they are all about. And if I was to lay out the evidence for you, any reasonable person would go, holy shit, we need to get rid of all the cops. Any reasonable person would take that position. Now, motherfucker last night brought up radicals. Got Adam to admit he was a radical. Now, I am sure radical... Is exactly what you could call our policy in terms of the current policy. A 90% tax rate sounds radical in comparison to what we have now, but is not radical compared to the 90% corporate tax rate that we had in the fucking 50s and 60s. So I'm sure my fucking policies seem radical in comparison to the radical right-wing policies that have dominated our politics for the past 40 fucking years. My entire goddamn life. I was born right at the start of the goddamn Reagan revolution. Holy fuck. The policy from that point on was to cut taxes, was to cut regulation, and to lock as many people up as they could. That was the policy from the time I was born. Cut education. To cut fucking social welfare programs. To privatize all you fucking can. That has been the policy, and it has been a miserable fucking failure. Yes, if caring for human lives is radical, sign me the fuck up. I'm radical. If, if, if thinking the cops should be allowed to shoot citizens on an accusation in the street is radical, then I'm a radical. And I will proudly wear that label. Now, they mentioned George Floyd in the... Piece because Ben Crump was the lawyer for the Floyd family. Apparently, something happened to the Floyd Memorial in Toledo, Ohio. Witnesses say it got struck by lightning, but uh, 
officials say there's something else going on? I don't know exactly. Once again, this is one of those stories. I don't have the lowdown. Let's find out. This might not be reporting. This might just be raw video. I'll, I'll have to read it to you guys. It's a hell of a lightning strike, though, but we're, we're getting ready. There have been crazy storms all over the fucking country. We're going to see an insane lightning strike here in just a little bit. Witnesses say this was a lightning strike. That kind of, like, that looks like a lightning strike right there. Kind of wild that it hit a mural of George Floyd. Now, the right-wingers have ran with this and be like, God is angry with you. Understand, if I believed in God and a right-wing philosophy, I would definitely think that that was an example of like, wow, you are lionizing a, a, a bad person and you made God angry. Now, let me be clear. There is no fucking such thing as a god just over a year after it was painted oh oh maybe we get to uh i know this is just video before this was the video of the mural before it collapsed Just over a year after it was painted, a mural dedicated to George Floyd collapsed from the wall of an Ohio building. Fire officials have said witnesses claim the mural was destroyed by a lightning strike, but city building inspector Hugh Coogan told the Toledo Blade it appeared to be the result of natural deterioration. Uh, It could be both, I would assume. It was just age. It just came away, Coogan said. It happens to the older buildings. It looked like a lightning struck it, though. The National Weather Service confirms storms struck the area on July 13th and a Doppler radar picked up a lightning strike close by. Even so, David Ross, who painted the mural last year, told the Toledo Blade that he's skeptical of the cause. Ross received threats last summer as he painted the mural, which makes him wonder if someone has now vandalized his work. Warlord, the weather is racist. That makes perfect sense. Floyd was murdered in May of 2020. Ross's mural is named Take a Breath. It was just one of many murals erected in Floyd's honor. Absolutely, God is racist as fuck. I mean, like, he showed favoritism to the Jews by being incredibly anti Semitic. Holy shit, have you guys read that story? There's a hell of a lot of bullshit in that Bible. Alright, Warlord, we might need your help with this one. England players suffer racist abuse and threats on neo-Nazi telegram channels. Apparently there was a football match. Marcus Rashford, Jordan Sancho, and Bukaya Saka were targeted with racist abuse seconds after the Euro 2020 final ended. 
Three England soccer players have been targeted with racist abuse after missing penalties in Sunday night's Euro 2020 final, including direct threats to their safety in far-right and neo-Nazi channels. Racist abuse flooded mainstream social media platforms like Twitter and Instagram within seconds of the game ending on Sunday night. But more serious threats against Marcus Rashford, uh, Sancho, and Saka were made on alternative platforms like Telegram and in channels populated by white supremacy. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you want me to say football correctly? I thought it was... Because when it's not American football, I feel like I need to delineate and I do it by saying football funny. Does that answer your question? Is that acceptable? Is that offensive? Is that offensive? Warlord, do you find the way I say football offensive? Barge ball. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Racist abuse flooded mainstream and social media. Did I already read that? Yeah. Telegram's hand-off approach to moderation has allowed these racist slurs and threats to spread unchecked. Let's let's actually see what happened. Uh, BBC has a timeline of the events. Apparently, the stadium got trashed. Tell us what happened with the football match, BBC. Wembley is the heart of of English football. It was where the World Cup was won. See, how am I saying football any different than the way he's saying football? Germany. Just a f- he said it just a football. That's the, way, that's the way I said it. Defeated in a major tournament at last and where ticketless England fans forced their way in for the final of Euro 2020. This is I'm just paying homage to the British. ...is in northwest London. You can see it here. From the tube station, there's a road commonly called Wembley Way. It leads to the stadium. It's often busy before games. These pictures are ahead of Germany, England, two weeks ago. But this time, it was clear something was different. Something wasn't right. Let's start at 11.45 in the morning. Over eight hours before kickoff, people had already started to gather. And through the afternoon, Wembley Way continued to fill up. By 3.45... Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Warlord, is is Miss Any Out, is that like a common British saying? That's what they say on what culture all the time. And it annoys me. Because, like, it's a weird way of saying it. But, like, is that a British thing that I just don't know about? Or are those guys stupid? Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. My apologies. Hosa Noor tweeted this photo of Wembley Way. You can see how full it is. 15 minutes later, 4 p.m., the BBC filmed this scene. We can see the atmosphere was perhaps shifting. There were thousands of fans, many of them drinking, and the police were watching on. In fact, soon the police had acknowledged there was a problem. At 4.12 p.m., it put out a statement saying, unless you have a ticket for tonight's England versus Italy match, please do not travel to Wembley. It also said the Wembley area is extremely busy. Well, at 5 p.m., David Nicholas, who works for the BBC but was attending the game as a fan, arrived. This is his account. The first thing I saw as I exited the station was a row of about 50 men urinating against a wall. <laughs> Wembley Way itself. Do we have any? Do we have any Bill Hicks fans in here? We're the hooligans. Knock over a dustbin. 
large and this, the floor had become a sea of broken glass, cans, rubbish. And Sunday exactly, that was, that, this is a British riot with some hooligans. Arriving without tickets, some did have tickets and they continued to arrive. At 5 p.m., three hours till kickoff, and here are fans still pouring out of Wembley Park Station and heading to the game. By this point, Wembley Way... I might become a rep scallion. Thousands and thousands of fans, far more than the number of police or the number of security guards. No one knows what it's game. like. It's a factor in understanding... To be a the situation escalated. At 5.44 p.m., Dominic King... Oh, absolutely! ...the stadium, saying, if you're coming to the game tonight and you have tickets, please be careful, he says. There's just been two separate incidents... There, like, there is not a mass gathering that's not a super spreader event anymore. ...you would want on an occasion such as this, he added. And let's just remind ourselves of the layout of the stadium. Here's the map again, and at the end of Wembley Way is the... So, are, were there provocateurs in the crowd... The concourse area that surrounds the stadium, and this were, were there like groups that were there to instigate? Concourse and then on into the stadium, and this picture shows how security guards were positioned at the entrance to the concourse, in part to check people's negative COVID tests. But by 6 p.m., the situation was deteriorating. A barrier by the steps was breached. Hundreds poured through. Whoa! By England fan Gavin Marshall, who gave us this account. You know, met with a few Wembley security staff and uh, a very few police. Oh, Marine Le Pen. He is a uh, nut job. Control that crowd and stop them from coming through. But a number of people did break through. Here's another angle, but filmed by England fan Sandy Sohoni. He was on the stadium's second floor looking down. You see stewards and police trying to hold back crowds. There are scuffles. Some fans are falling over each other. Some do make it through. And all of this was being captured by fans and by journalists who were there. Tariq Panja is a New York Times reporter. He too was inside. I love it that your guys' like January 6th was, you know, over football. Fans breached a section of stadium and stormed into the concourse. Police on horseback brought in to deal with the situation. Stadium security, very jumpy, he told us. And this footage shows that moment. While the Telegraph journalist... You and Somerville was also. I just bringing in horses that are going to shit everywhere just seems like a bad idea. Several dozen fans ran and tried to storm the gates. Huge crowds at the main entrance. He reported, and others now. It's just adding a whole lot of shit to the situation that that didn't need shit piled on it. Situation on Wembley Way had then turned into fans pushing through COVID barricades, and now for some, a run towards the stadium. This footage was taken by ITV journalist Michelle Owen. She shows fans... Oh, I totally... I encourage the horse to kick the Nazis. And the stewards are clearly outnumbered. The safety risk was... It's like, if you're... Like, the, all horses do is shit. p.m. This ride it's just like they walk a few feet and shit, and then they walk a few feet and shit. That's like all they fucking do. After an unpleasant experience attempting to enter the ground amid the packed crowds and at times serious crushes. He goes on. Stewards so it was like putting a layer of manure on, you know, an already volatile situation. And in the hour before the game, the pressure started to be exerted on some of the stadium's hundreds of turnstiles. This footage shows how. Some of the ticketless fans who'd broken through... No, I, don't, I don't even understand. How did you... How did, how did they even have a... How do they even have fans in the stadium? Why weren't there empty seats? Why, like, the pandemic's still going on. One ticket holder's told the Times... They are goofy. ...taking cash to let people pass the checks. It was shocking, she said. I've never seen anything like it in my life. Pockets were full of money. 
pockets were full of money. Don't blame him. Fucking make the most of it. The fucking... The dude at the turnstile at the fucking Wembley is, is a worker just trying to do their best, not a fucking, you know, a security guard or a capital police or a secret service, a national guard that would have been on the scene of January 6th, right? So, like... The fucking dude working the turnstile, man. Get yours, dude. I'm all like, I'm in solidarity with the worker. Fucking run your hustle. You're in a situation that's fucking dangerous and is completely devolved. Fucking make some bank. Get the fuck out of there and, and, and get back to your family. Final kicked off. Less than two minutes later, Luke Shaw had given England the lead. But while the crowd in the country went wild, Wembley Stadium was about to release a statement. It did so at 8.08 p.m., telling us we're dealing with an incident that occurred at the outer security perimeter area of the stadium. It goes on, there were no security breaches of people without tickets getting inside the stadium, except that there were. And inside the stadium, those fans were finding places to watch the game. At 8.09 p.m., Jacob Steinberg of The Guardian tweeted, saying three Italian fans just below us have arrived to find their seats have been taken. They look devastated trying to reason with a steward, but not sure what can be done now. It's a mess there. Well, they've got squatters in their seats. The first half was coming to an end. England was still 1-0 up, and Wembley had released another statement. This time, we were told, there was a breach of security, and a small group of people got into the stadium. It stated, anyone inside the stadium without a ticket will be instantly ejected. That, though, was far easier said than done. And by 9pm, the teams were back out for the second half, and as Italy applied more and more pressure on England, so some England fans applied pressure. Were, were there instigators? Were there provocateurs that were there to cause trouble? England's attacking in the second half is where the biggest crush is. The main steward in the section has described it as a complete nightmare. No one's been able to get in or out since about 7.30, she thinks. The crush in that section was happening in part because fans without tickets were heading to watch the game behind the Italy goal. Perhaps some ticket holders were doing the same. Either way, there were too many people. Simon Cooper was there as well. He writes for the Financial Times. He tweeted this picture and described... All of them. All of them going to have the COVID. The whole gangway filled with standing insurgents. We, this isn't going to be... This isn't going to be the Delta variant. This is going to be like the fucking Wembley variant. It's going to have its own specific kind of mutation that specifically happened inside of that stadium on Sunday night. They, the security, aren't that worried about hooliganism. A few yards hitting... Oh my God, they said hooliganism! TV, ...but usually not very dangerous. What terrifies them, the security that is, is the possibility of crushes, stampedes, another Hillsborough. There was a risk of that last night. They literally said hooliganism! It's a reference to the disaster at Hillsborough Stadium in 1989, when 96... <laughs> now, to be clear, there was no serious crush this time, but there was violence... And there were people in the stadium who shouldn't have been. And with the clock approaching 11pm, the game had reached penalties. And with this save, Gianluigi Donnarumma became a hero and England had lost. But the work of the police was not done. At 2am, the Metropolitan Police put out a further statement saying it had finally completed its work at Wembley, that there were 49 arrests and that 19 officers were injured when they confronted volatile crowds. This is wholly unacceptable, the police said. And as the hope of Sunday night's final turned into a race... Well, that was the U.S. I mean, there have been fucking thousands of arrests. ...was the focus. As, 
was what happened at Wembley. The Football Association now announced a full review and said the people who broke into the stadium are an embarrassment to the England team and to all of the true fans who wanted to enjoy one of the most important matches in our history. It goes on. We will work with... The oh, God! What? It, it was one of the most important matches in your history and you guys lost? Ouch. I'm sorry. <laughs> I ow, I'm, I I didn't know, I didn't know like there was this monumental thing going on on Sunday night. Action against anyone who's identified to have illegally forced their way into the stadium. And while that work goes on, for some, the damage is done. There were the fans who were intimidated and scared. There was the impact on how England is seen. India's World is One News reported English fans have always been this way. They're not disappointed when England loses, they're enraged. It's a byproduct of centuries of entitlement, a reference to Britain's colonial past. Ooh, ooh! The headline, English football finds its old demons, a reference to years of hooliganism. Now, to be clear, these conclusions aren't settled, they're contested fiercely. Oh, no! National excitement Sounds valid to me! Darker ...from what happened at the stadium to the racist abuse online. And this July Sunday at Wembley has left a country talking about itself rather than the game. And like, and it wasn't even close, wasn't it? Like, Italy stomped you guys, right? Am I am I wrong on that? I don't I, I don't keep up with the sports. I don't fucking know. Sorry, but like, um, do you want to take rips in honor? Like, like I'm I'm sorry. Like, just specifically for you. Is apparently the white nationalists in Europe have really gotten behind Italy because, like, apparently the the team is predominantly white and it beat the more ethnically diverse team, as I understand it. Because diversity just freaks the reactionaries out. Uh, I, I've watched some bum fights in my life. I'll watch about any kind of video you send me. <laughs> Dude, like, I, I don't even, like, I didn't watch the UFC fight the other night. And, like, UFC is probably one of the sports that interests me the most, and I didn't even care enough to watch that. I mean, like, I, clearly I enjoyed Connor breaking his ankle. Oh, 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 oh what, you're telling me the Blaze isn't going to let me use my ad blocker? Are you serious? Fuck you, Blaze. I don't I don't want you to get the ad revenue. Clearly we're reading from the Blaze, so keep that in mind as we navigate this right wing dreck. Biological male, by that they mean a female, up for the Emmy Award for Best Lead Actress in a Drama Series. I feel so seen, she says. First of all, damn, she's beautiful. Uh, for the first time ever, a transgender actress, actress is set to be considered for an Emmy Award for a lead acting role in a primetime series. I don't even know what show she's on. MJ Rodriguez uh, nominated this week for Best Lead Actress in a Drama. 
Should Rodriguez win the award when the winners are announced in September, it would mark the first time that a transgender actress has won an acting Emmy. Apparently, apparently, being transgender helps your acting abilities as well. It allows you to dominate sports by being transgender. It allows you to be more beautiful, gives you an unfair advantage in beauty contests, and and it enhances your acting abilities. Rodriguez was nominated for a performance as house mother Bianca Rodriguez in the FX series Pose, a dramatization of New York City's underground drag ballroom culture in the 1980s and 90s amid the rise in HIV AIDS. But, um, um, Matt Gates uh, invited Britney Spears to come and testify. I kind of hope that happens. Uh, there was a follow-up in the Britney Spears. I was going to save it for Friday with Sparkles. Uh, Britney has been allowed to hire her own attorney now, apparently. The show, which has been celebrated for casting transgender actors to play transgender characters, makes perfect sense. Scooped up 11 Emmy nominations over its first two seasons, and this year is up for Best Drama Series. If it's on Hulu, I'll go check it out. I'll watch it tonight. If it's pissing the right-wingers off, I'm all about it. Let me go watch it. Whoa, I got a cat over here. He freaked me out. He was humping my foot this morning, wanting me to get out of bed. Speaking of actors, you want to talk about Sasha Baron Cohen, who was being sued by alleged pedophile Roy Moore. That lawsuit has now been tossed. Roy Moore just got his ass laughed out of court. This is TMZ writing this. His lawsuit against Sasha Baron Cohen with the judge essentially telling him that he agreed to participate and telling his wife that she couldn't win her case because the show segment was so clearly a joke. A hilarious one at that. The whole show is fantastic. According to new legal docs obtained by TMZ, the federal judge in the Southern District of New York said that Sasha's stunt for his Showtime special, Who is America?, was clearly satire and that no reasonable person would interpret the stunt as asserting fact. Once again, we're not talking about reasonable people here. Do you think we're stupid? you think we're fools? Okay, so here's the thing. The other two cats will cuddle with me until I'm ready to get up. They do not try to wake me up. The littlest one, my youngest one, the one I've had for the least amount of time, I, he thinks it's his job to wake me up of a morning and he will he fucking pounds on shit he scratches the wall he'll try to like flick at the blinds he'll hump my foot he jumped across my face today didn't he you little asshole here 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 look at this asshole he's just sitting in the floor being a little asshole Maynard yeah that's Maynard James Kitten I love him, though. He gets in the shower with me. Like, actually gets in the shower. Like, he sits on the thing, but then, like, 
if I'm blocking the water, he gets in the back and sits in the shower. Yeah, cats have a busy schedule. They got so much shit to do, right? Gotta take a nap under the bed after they have breakfast. In the docs, the judge said the former U.S. Senate candidate gave up his right to sue when he signed a waiver prior to the interview. Duh. Even though his wife didn't sign the waiver, the court basically said the stunt was akin to a political cartoon or caricature, which is protected speech under the First Amendment. It then shows two pictures of showing characters that are definitely caricatures. As we reported, Moore sued Sasha back in September of 2018, claiming the comedian portrayed him as a pedophile on national TV. I think he portrayed himself as a pedophile. Moore, who insisted he's not a sex offender, said Sasha's prank amounted to defamation and wanted at least $95 million in damages. Right-wingers are morons. I'm assuming this woman is also a right-winger. No, the security guards will chase him out of several malls in Alabama. Because of his reputation for hitting on young women. He's married to a woman that's quite a bit younger than him as well. They're both old as fuck now, but... There's like a 10-year age difference in the woman he's married to. So that should, that should tell you like it's true. Oh, no, it's you, it's you. Uh-uh, uh-uh, now you are... Oh my God! I'm assuming this woman is not going to be allowed in any malls. Do you see this? Oh my God, I'm not... I never thought nothing like this would happen to me. She just tried to run and hit me. And now she... Did you see her? You saw her, right? They all saw her. We did. You had just barely started recording when she came up on you. Karen had a breakdown. She tried to hit me. Ask your workers. She tried to hit me. She tried to hit me. Now I want security for you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You should have thought about that before you did what you did. Oh my god. Oh my god. This do not feel real. We totally saw it. Y'all had to get security. She she charged me. If I wanted to duck, she would. Oh no. no. Oh, no, you just want to Ma'am, the more, oh, the more you whine, the more you were insuring shows like me played this. I just came to get my free panty. You know how you get the coupon in the mail. How you get your free panties for some Victoria's Secret? I don't know why this is happening to me. I, don't charge me. No, how can it get better than this? No, I'm not familiar with it. I I could totally see this being an abusive tactic, though. 
why don't she walk away from me? No, I was here. No, 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 no. Why don't? Why is a Victoria's Secret employee not escorting her out, asking her if she needs help? If she is having a mental issue, like get the mall security and get her a trained professional. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's that's what the personnel of the mall is for. Whoa, what? <laughs> and it really like it was the presence of the camera that changed her demeanor. And I guess if she like she thought if she just acted crazy, then she could blame it on mental health. Yeah. And get sympathy. I as I assume I don't know. I don't want to read too much into it. I'm always on the side of the sassy black lady. I have a coupon for the free panties. She wants her panties. I don't blame her. She's not leaving that store even after all this shit. So she gets her damn panties. Now I dated a girl that worked at a Victoria's Secret. She was. You keep lying, saying I'm threatening you. So I'm recording to protect myself. Bam! Like you did the wrong thing. Once you got caught trying to, like, hit her, you should have turned around and walked the fuck out. Yeah. The bigger the scene you make, the more you go viral. Okay, she attacked me and tried to say I attacked her. You Look at this. Get away from me! Oh, y'all better get this lady! Get away from me, she says, as she's charging towards her. Can y'all get, get her away from me? Wow. Get her away from me. She yells again as she is chasing her. Get her away from me. Get her away from me. Ah! The woman that's yelling needs to be escorted out of the store. Just to myself. She's trying to attack me. No. Give the give the other woman her panties. See, and she's saying I'm threatening her. I'm not saying nothing to her. This to protect me. Once the law get here, who they gonna believe? Her white ass or my black ass? She makes an excellent point. (laughs) But I mean, hopefully, if the law walks in and she's acting like that, they are at least intelligent enough to understand, like, oh, this is the problem right here. But then again, it's the cops. Safe mall. I thought this is the safe mall, she says. She's not threatening you, woman. I the threatening behavior is one hundred percent coming from you. And Victoria's Secret, what the hell is this customer service? Get this woman her panties and get her the fuck out of the store. What the hell? Victoria's Secret, you are slacking. And as I said, like, I had a girlfriend that worked at Victoria's Secret. She's constantly coming home with free panties. Apparently, they just give them away like candy. (laughs) 
Uh, I would assume the fuzzy handcuffs are in the Hot Topic that's like next door, right? If Hot Topic is still like that, I don't know. Like, Hot Topic went weird for a little while. But then again, like, as if I've been in a mall in 10 years. Seriously, the last time I was in a mall was when I was dating the girl that worked at the Victoria's Secret and it was in the mall. I would go and have lunch with her and shit. It's the only, that's the only experience I have with a fucking mall. I might stop by GameStop as I was waiting for her to get on off work. I, I encouraged, uh, I encouraged thievery from any, uh, major corporation. I say steal from major corporations, sell it, and then go use the money and buy shit from local, local places and little craft shops and stuff. Funnel the money back into your local economy. I, and I encourage, like, if you are a Zan head and you like to get fucked up and go steal shit and it doesn't matter what shit you steal, please do that. Go go to a big box store. Fucking get fucked up out of your head, steal all kinds of shit, go sell it, and then use the money to support your local economy. Chase me. She called the police on me now. Well, I haven't been able to pause and talk over to, so we've, we've just been talking while the woman's having the breakdown, so I'm, I'm cool with it. This has indeed, uh, it has indeed been a very long video. I would like to see the police slam her against the ground. I guess we don't get that. What, the, the white lady filed the report? No fucking way. Okay, it says above here that police do refuse to escort her out of the mall. What? Is that security? Oh. I don't want to turn my back on her. I want to pay all my stuff, but I'm not turning my back on this white lady. I'm sorry. I don't blame you. Did you see her just try to charge me again? That's the third time. Yes, I've seen it multiple times. The police finally arrive at Victoria's Secret in the last several minutes of the video. An officer can be seen encouraging Yakinta to leave, claiming that she has no legal authority to force the white woman to leave. Why? She was making us, she was disturbing the peace? She was harassing another person? No, you absolutely had the legal authority to make the fucking care and leave the store. I, I, of course I'm not helping you. Why would I help you? You're trying to help me. Uh, you see that shit? Oh, so white lady is calling the cops now. Yeah, she did. She assaulted her. Yukenta <laughs> started a GoFundMe seeking assistance with her impending legal fees. She noted on the GoFundMe that she was assaulted and harassed by a white woman and nothing was done by security nor police. She intends to use the funds to hire me an excellent attorney who can help me bring light to this wrong. Yukenta said she intends to file a complaint against the officers because she didn't feel protected. Yeah. But also, uh, the courts have ruled multiple times that the cops have no duty to protect you. She also knows that she will file a complaint against the mall security, but didn't hold the incident against Victoria's Secret staff. You, like, the woman working at Victoria's Secret doesn't know how to deal with that. I agree. She also read directly from the resulting police report, noting that Karen admitted to police that she was in the wrong. This Elphick seemed to acknowledge that she was wrong, saying she was concerned about losing her job and apartment if the video posted online. Officers reportedly offered emergency assistance to the white woman, who refused and ultimately voluntarily left the mall of security. 
I don't I don't know how there wasn't already people helping this poor lady out. Okay, I guess she's gone. I guess she's done. Hey, come on, Piggy, what you gonna do? Me to my car, but she's not. She doesn't have to leave the mall. I'm not finished shopping. I have two other stores to go to. I don't work for the mall. I can't order her. Yeah, but you work for Milburn. I was just almost assaulted in this mall. I can't. I can't. What's this woman, Warlord? Is this the same woman? If it was on, if the shoe was on the other foot, and I would have tried to attack her white ass, you would have me escorted out this mall. That's just how I feel. This woman, the, the, mind you, the manager wish, didn't told him. The manager told me he chased, huh? I wish you didn't feel that way. I do feel that way. I do she feel has it on video that she got assaulted. Are you telling me? Why are you not asking her if she wants to press charges? Useless. Useless pieces of shit. This the lady, they won't kick out the mall. I'm a dog. I want to see if she act up in front of y'all, what y'all would do. So he's telling me that, um, first of all, the manager already said she tried to attack me. I want her to be to leave the mall. She just wants her fucking panties. She's entitled to the free panties. I saw the coupon. She should be escorted out the mall. Okay. See this? All right, let's go ahead. We'll jump ahead here. This video. So I see everyone asking me for an update. I am at the police station. I have the police report, which is somewhat true, but really, really long. I'm happy I did record. How many times have I said it? The cops will lie on a police report even when they don't have to. I don't know why. It's like they they are pathological. Because even the officer stated that I only showed him the video of her laying on the floor when I showed him everything. Oh, and guys, I have her name now. Gotcha, bitch. Abigail Effick. Mm-hmm. You know who needs to get high? Me. I'm not high enough for this shit. Really, really long. You see this? And mind you, they took her statement first because, of course, she called the police. I. How did Victoria's Secret not call the police and say that we have an incident in our store? She's trying to say I started videotaping her, causing her to have a panic attack. Well, you did start videotaping her when she tried to assault you, and it was absolutely within your right. Try to get me to stop recording. And she didn't have a, a panic attack. She had a fucking public breakdown because she knew she was getting ready to be a Karen. Filing a complaint against, um, what do you call the mall security? Victoria's Secret. It's like you know, in my opinion. Like, what do we expect them to do? Like, grab this woman and... They they should have called the cops and told them what was happening. And they should have told the cops, like, you need to escort this woman out of here. The manager of Victoria's Secret should have been like, no, will you please get this white lady out of here? Because she is being crazy. That'd be another story. But, yeah. 
I'm gonna read this. In a Let second. me get this woman her free panties that she's entitled to. That's what the that's what the Victoria's Secret should have done. Mm -hmm. Listen to this. I spoke with Miss Crazy Lady. <laughs> I said that I spoke to the store employee that day. Corresponded that Miss that what Miss Ukenta said had what Miss Ukenta had said happened. So yes, they verified. Miss Blank saying she was assaulted by her. Was wrong, saying she was concerned about losing her job and apartment. Is the video posted online? Do you see this? And that she was having a panic attack about the videotaping. I advised her that Miss Ukenta has a right to videotape. I asked her several times if she was all right and if she needed an ambulance, and she declined repeatedly. She kept expressing her concern about her job and apartment. She finally stated that she was going home and I asked if she would be okay to drive and she said she was. At this time, Miss left the mall voluntarily with mall security. They got his full name, yeah. Escorting her. I then walked over to Miss Ukenta and again advised her of the procedure for signing a complaint. I just, but like, she made the excellent point. Like, if it had been her throwing the fit in public, the cops would have came in, thrown her to the ground, had guns drawn on her. But because it's a white lady, he's like, er, we don't have any authority. We can't make her leave, even though she was breaking several laws. We don't have the legal authority to touch a white lady. Fuck that. Okay, so we've got these couple of stories. I don't know if they go together. Oklahoma, there was a car caught on video doing donuts in a crowd. Just like in, in the middle of the interstate or some shit. I don't know if, like, just doing donuts in the middle of the... I don't know if this is some kind of viral marketing for the Fast and Furious movie or some shit. Vin Diesel gonna pop out of one of these motherfuckers. It's like a Stang, maybe a Charger, I don't know. I didn't really get a good look at it there. Oh my god! What an eloquent way of talking about Aunt Flo. I did catch your drift. Yeah, that was in Oklahoma. And then we had this other one that happened just a, a, a day or two apart. I think the Oklahoma one was over the weekend. This video shows a car doing donuts in New Orleans. And this is like just in an intersection. Is this some new viral trend? Is this a TikTok thing I don't know about? Is it viral marketing? Is it right-wingers staging some kind of an attack? Or am I, am I just like two coincidental incidences that I'm putting together and trying to make something out of? Oh, it's just a trend. Like, hey, let's go do some donuts in the intersection. 
I mean, I'm not, I'm not against it. I'm not for it either. I'm, I'm indifferent. This motherfucker starts doing donuts. It's a couple of different cars. I'm, I'm, I'm again these motherfuckers because they're kind of in like in a crowd, but like the, like, the people that are near the car seem to know like what's going on. So I don't know. seems kind of unsafe. I am not for operating uh, vehicles unsafely. That is not something I advocate for. Now, one might say it's kind of unsafe to go out and hit golf balls as a thunderstorm moves in. Now, we've had some insane storms all across the country the past week. This kid was playing some golf at a Top Golf. In Texas. Crazy ass video. It's like, what are the odds for a small body to get struck by lightning? The golf swing and golf ball gone viral. I think it's like one in 30,000 or some shit like that. Into a moment, a group of teens and their little brother will never forget. You want to go back? You want to? You want to? Sure, they're going to show it over and over again here. Let's go back to the beginning. It struck his golf ball. Watch it again. They're going to keep playing it here. Swing and golf ball gone viral. One more swing before we go has now turned into a moment a group of teens and their little brother will never forget. And it was all caught on camera. All right, let me hit this last shot. And I told her to record it. And then I swung it. And the next thing you know, the lightning is coming out of the sky, hitting the ball. <laughs> and the initial shock, pun intended, Tomas Gomez and his friends had no idea what they caught on video. They were more concerned about trying to get to safety after the lightning bolt... Pun intended! After the initial shock. ...at the rim. Right after the lightning hit, the whole place shugged, the lights were flickering, the computers reset and everything. I agree with you. You enjoy myself. You make a good point. Not to mention Tomas was holding essentially a lightning rod and a golf club in his follow-through swing. But as their nerves settled, they went back to watch. The teens say they record everything for the memories. These just a few more clips from that fun turned frightful May project. What? Before they took the one that's gotten attention worldwide, from Daily Mail, Barstool, to ESPN UK. It's some cool video. I mean, I don't know how fast that storm came in. It's possible that, like, it was clear two or three minutes before that. The group all smiles now, and Thomas swears if it wasn't for the lightning, the ball was going over the fence. Get your shoulders loose, you know. He's looking at the ball. You go back. Absolutely. I actually have a story. Uh, yeah, I my <laughs> we, did, we did the story the other day about civilization collapsing by 2050, but there's another article that was published in, like, the 70s that predicted civilization would collapse by 2050, and we've hit all the markers it predicted. I just read that one earlier today. I, I like... I have a reservoir of stories. I, I've only got so much time. Hit you with as much information as I can. As you, as you all already know, we end every evening with an animal video. Tonight, it's a koala getting belly scratches. You can't tell me that's not cute as fuck. 
I've never gotten to pet a koala. I would love to. Uh, no, you enjoy myself. I don't remember what I banned you for, but if I personally banned you and not somebody else in the chat, that if I personally banned you, you deserved it. Wait, wait, koalas carry chlamydia. Wait, are you ruining koalas for me? It's a wonder that I've never had chlamydia, to be to be honest with you. No, you gotta you gotta follow up here. I can't let you guys go until you like koalas carry chlamydia. Is this a thing? Are you just fucking with me? You gotta educate me on this. Chlamydia is the one like you just get like a shot in your dick and it clears it up, right? They sleep in fuck. That's why they're so fucking cool. Oh, you don't get a shot in your dick? Oh, man. look, look, look at that close up. Oh, my God. I want to bet it. Boy, boy. So if they... You can't get chlamydia from a koala just by petting its belly, though, right? Like just doing that will not give you chlamydia. What is chlamydia anyway? I don't... I don't... Oh, you took them by mouth. Okay, but it is antibiotics. Like it's like a shot of penicillin they can they can hit you in your dick with. Apparently, like, like that clears it right up, like it's nothing. But I think I learned that from Wolf of Wall Street. So, as I said, like it's it's, it's amazing that I haven't had every fucking STD there is. Hey, Smokey. Not, not on my new couch, dude. You've got a scratching post. But, uh, okay, but, like, you're concerned about chlamydia with a koala, though. You would have to fuck a koala, and I do not endorse fucking koalas. Right? So, it's not like I'm going to get it from petting it. Okay, so why koalas are sickened by chlamydia? Left untreated chlamydia can cause infertility and permanent blindness in both species. Oh shit, that sucks. Aw. I hope you don't go blind, buddy. I hope you have plenty of unprotected sex, because, you know, that's what you want to sleep and fuck. I'm down with it. That sounds like a fantastic lifestyle. One more time. He's enjoying getting the belly rubs. It's Wednesday. It, <laughs> it's Wednesday. It is Wednesday night, so you guys know what that means. Time for the intellectual Dollar Tree over on Echoplex. So, if you are watching on Twitch, you are getting it sent over to Echoplex Media. I don't know what Dave has on the docket for tonight. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. Don't pet any koalas and get chlamydia. It's not a good thing. See you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol, live!